This call is being recorded. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Stephanie Evans. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, this is Denise. Good morning, Mrs. Sister Denise. Happy Monday to you. Thank you. <laughs> Happy Monday. Hey, Mama Cousin. Good morning, Steve. Happy Monday to you. Hey, Mama Cousin. She's asking for, for a request for her cousin. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. It's Patricia from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Did anybody else join the line? I'd like to say good morning. 
Hey, Tisha, it's me. Good morning, baby. Good morning, Sister Renee. Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday, baby. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday, Sister Tracy. Morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Monday to you, too. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. It's Leticia from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Anybody else join the line? I'd like to say good morning before I start with the business at hand. Good morning. This is Sean. Good morning, Sean. Happy Monday. Thanks, everyone. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday to you all. Thank you for joining us. Before I begin, I would like to ask that you guys just please check your phone and mute your lines so that we can proceed with the call. I'm Leticia from Arizona. I'm your hostess this morning. Thank you again for joining us here on the Claire Victory. We're a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday from 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we're here to edify, encourage, empower, and equip you in your walk with Christ. So please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to stay tuned in with us for the last couple of days of the month as October's theme, Open Heaven, has been fulfilled with phenomenal, inspiring messages from our wonderful and gifted declarers. November will be even better, so be prepared to be blessed. There's one announcement. If you've been blessed by the call and you would like to sow into it, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me backslash declarevictory. We pray many blessings for our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no prayer requests submitted on the app. However, there was one spoken one. It's for our very own Sister Yvonne, and that prayer request is for her cousin. The order of the call today is the declaration will be done by Sister Dion. Praying and leading us in corporate praise will be brought by Sister Juliet. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer, Dion. Again, the order of the call is the declaration will be brought by Dion. Praying and leading us in corporate praise will be brought by Sister Juliet. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer, Dion. The scripture for today is Matthew 7, 7. Acts, and it will be given unto you. Seek, and you will find, and it will be open for you. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, I would like to ask if you can just check your phones just one last time 
to make sure your standard mute button is pressed as the call is being recorded and we would like to preserve the integrity of it. I thank you all again for joining Declare Victory. Happy Monday to you. God bless. And I now pass the call to Dion. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, good morning, everyone. If you would do me a favor, Letitia, give me about three minutes. I had to spend the night somewhere else. I was hopeful that my power would be back on, but it is not. As you can hear, I'm driving just my house. And Absolutely. We'll just give us a couple more minutes just to say good morning. Good morning. Absolutely. Ready for a moment. Thank you. Did anybody else join the call? I'd like to say good morning. Joy. Sister Joy. Good morning, Sister Joy. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Sister and family. This is Bubbly. Oh, good morning, Bubbly. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Good morning, family. It's Nikisha. I would also Hi. like to, uh, oh, oh, sorry. I'd like to just keep people in California in prayer with this fire and the power off. And it's just, it's really just has me concerned. Yeah, that is quite, quite a scene down there you guys got. Definitely add that to the prayer list. Good morning, everyone. This is Carla. Good morning, Sister Carla. Happy Monday to you. Good morning to you. Mm-hmm. Hey, good morning. It's Dee Dee. Blessings, everyone. Good morning, Dee Dee. Blessings to you, too. Good morning, Sister Dee Dee. Love you, sweetheart. Love you back. Thank you for all your prayers, everybody. love to hear others plan for others. There's nothing more powerful the power of prayer. Prayer changes things. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. It's Letitia from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Anybody else join the line that would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Kenya. Thanks for joining us. Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday to you. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, good morning, good morning, everyone. Thank you, Letitia, for giving me a couple minutes to uh, get my life and to get myself situated in the house. And yes, thank you all for your continued prayers. I'm uh, just appreciative that God has kept us thus far. And um, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. I was kind of hopeful. I was thinking that maybe by this morning they'd give us a little bit of relief, but it's all right, honey. Listen, I, I still got power in the dark. I'm not not gonna worry myself with uh <laughs> with my surrounding set of circumstances. 
because even in the dark, God is still good. Amen, amen, and amen. Um, so we have been consistently um, talking about the um, courts of heaven, trading floors in the courts, and identity in Christ. Um, this morning, I was going to do one thing, but um, Holy Spirit told me to do something a little bit different, and I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. Amen. Um, this morning, I'm going to talk about identity. One of the things that I am learning um, as I continue to grow and study and, and become and uh, find my place in uh, kingdom living and kingdom doing and walking in uh, walking in the courts in authority and power is that um, there's a different level of confidence needed um, to approach the throne of grace. Amen. There's there's a whole different um, posture that you need to have um, when you are working on um, preparing your case for the courts. We talked about that just a little bit. Um, and, and this month there will be, um, um, on, on two Saturdays in November, this coming month, um, our theme is, um, glory and honor, glory and honor. But, uh, in so approaching even that way, We'll need to know who we are, even to operate and appreciate um, what it looks like to honor our Father and honor him as as Lord and Savior of our life, and most importantly, uh, the power of his glory, because it's in his glory that things begin to change. Um, what, what that does for each and every one of us is it gives us um, or starts to prepare us to have a mindset of recognizing his glory when it shows up. Um, identity has a lot to do with that. And the reason being is because that's where your authentic sound is created. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you guys recognize, but the, the truth is that his ultimate goal is to get us to a place of confidence and competence in the truth of the word, so much so that we're not stumbling over our words or saying them haphazardly as if, in fact, uh, we're not certain if the truth of his word is real as it applies to our life. Uh, I want, want to let you know that not only is it, but when you get to the place where you are not staggering um, as it relates to your relationship with God, uh, he begins to open up the eyes of your understanding very, very differently. And as time goes on, you'll actually feel uh, the weight of capacity. You will begin to feel uh, your certainty in who he is. You will begin to uh, understand and know that if he be for you, who can be against you? Uh, there's this knowing that begins to happen. I can't really explain it. Um, but the more I travel on this street called straight, what I am discovering is that not only um, is he for me, but in real life, you know, we always say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We say it, it sounds good. Um, but the question you have to ask yourself is, do you believe it? And and what makes you believe it? So as um, I'm 
coming up, and I think I will. Um, I still need to share the trading floors document. Um, it'll it'll absolutely help you. It'll give you some opportunities to do some deeper digging uh, as it relates to the um, some of the scriptures and some of the texts that we use to do this teaching. So. I'm not I'm not sure how you all feel about it, but when uh, I first got saved, I recall, um, you know, I mean, you know, you I got I got baptized at about nine years old, and not saying that a child cannot comprehend or understand, but I didn't understand what I was doing. I knew that it was family protocol, so to speak, um, but but I didn't understand the power of my choice. I didn't understand that I had opened myself up to um, heaven's realms and that I had positioned myself um, to benefit from kingdom and and the operation of kingdom. And as I continued to grow and continue to, you know, um, become a woman, I was 24 years old when I got baptized the second time. And at, at this time, I knew that it was more than just showing up at church on Sundays. Um, I tell I tell this story or talk about uh, this man very often, but Newton Carey Jr. Uh, began to walk me through the pages of the Word of God, and he began to give context to the content. Um, he did that by demonstration. Uh, that's That's one of the things that we are responsible for as believers, is not just talking about who God is, not the little fish on the back of your car, not a bumper sticker that says, I love Jesus and he loves me. But the reality is um, I'm, I'm a show me the money type of girl. I need to see uh, what you said. I need to see what you said and your words need to align with what it is that you do. I am a, um, I'm, I'm an observational woman and um he began to to teach me how to pray scripture now at the time i did not realize um what that was doing for me his even his conversation uh, he would talk a little bit from himself but he would always relate it to the word of god that's why it's so important that you do what we talk about all the time. That's Second Timothy 2 and 15. Uh, but there were two staple classes that I took that made the biggest difference. The first one was knowing Jesus. And it is where um, we had a, a, a literal book, a book we studied from, that began to teach us about learning the character and the nature of Christ, the character and the nature of Christ. I'm going to see if I can find something similar because I'm sure there are still people that struggle um, with the whole idea or concept of knowing Jesus. After that, which um, uh, was probably the most pentacle piece, it was assurance of salvation. Sure, there's probably somebody on the line because we have so many different levels and layers of believers, so many different denominational backgrounds and heritages. Um, but there were certain things that the enemy would attempt to tell me, uh, and, and I, I even knew then before I even understand what I understand today, that it was something internally that was countering the decision that I had made. And so. Um, I began to seek God for myself. And 
going literally to the church every day at 5.30. I would meet Pastor Kerry there and um, him and his wife and several of the other elders and deacons. Um, and I was the only kid, technically. Didn't really understand the significance of it then. But today, not only do I understand it, but I understand that it was ordered. Um, and And what he would do is after prayer every day. We would pray from 6 to 7 a.m. So he would feed me the word of God, similar to what we're doing here. And then he would take me to go get natural food. So we would go and have breakfast and we'd sit there for hours and he'd tell me um, stories in the Bible. And so I wasn't just reading them, but I was experiencing them. Now, what it did for me for those of us that experienced fatherlessness, is he became a a surrogate of sorts. So I, I want to remind you and share with you that one of the things I love about God is everything that we think we're missing, he will give us in a different form. Um for some of us who have major mad trust issues as it relates to men and, and that part of being relational. Sometimes it's hard to recognize when it shows up. But what I discovered is I was hungry. Um, I was hungry for the truth. I was hungry for something different. And and prior to that, I had met a man who was of Muslim faith or FOI. You guys have heard me share that part. But what drove me to study more is his confidence in his foolishness. If you've ever heard the doctrinal um protocol for fruit of Islam, you'll understand that, well, for me, it was just illogical. And so um, he was so devout, it kind of made me jealous that I did not know enough to defend my faith, even though we don't have to. Um, But he would do things like, he used to travel with Farrakhan, Demaria's father, um, and sell bean pies, child, and have final calls. And I remember studying the final calls, and I was reading it, and I was like, so y'all believe in comic books? I'm, like, totally thrown off. It's um, similar to me to how the Jehovah Witness faith works. I call it they had a staple-based faith, and here we have the unadulterated word of God, and we struggle to believe it. Um, For FOI, they believe that one day a spaceship will return with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad on it, and so times like right now where the power is out, you would have a short window of time. I promise I'm going to make all this make sense. A short window of time to meet Muhammad wherever the meeting place was and join him on this spaceship. I promise I'm not making this up. This really happened. This was a real story. <laughs> and it was key in helping me know, now surely you don't expect me to believe a spaceship is coming because the lights went out. And if I don't have a car that does not have electronic functionality, that I will miss the meeting location, no matter how long I served our God, quote unquote. And so what what it did was it drove me to want to know the truth of God's word. Uh, I need you to know that every set of circumstances that defies uh, the truth of the word, if you cannot find it in the Bible, it does not exist. Right, so I ain't read nowhere, no how that there's a spaceship coming for us. Amen and amen. 
And so what, what I found was that I started wanting to know who I was. When, when you have father issues and you're missing that element, when you, you don't know, um, when I was younger, I just I didn't look like anybody. I've grown into looking like my mother, but I was the darkest one in my family. I was um, more prone to being round or full-figured uh, from from the uh, uh, waistline up. <laughs> so I'm this built right, and so nobody looked like me. So when you when you deal with that, there are identity issues that are connected to that um, that you are responsible for your own digging, right? You are responsible for your own digging. And so um, <laughs> I um, I then began to ask the Lord, if you are real, show me who you are, right? And so because my gifts were active far sooner than I accepted the truth of God's word, I would have so many different experiences Um that I didn't understand. So what it did for me, and probably some of you guys too, even as I am speaking, I can sense that there are some of you that have gifts um, that you've been very, very quiet about because you don't necessarily understand them um, or things happen and and you don't really know how to um, handle them. And so what it did for me was it drove me to know who I was on all fronts, right? So so here we are, um, 22 years later, and, of course, I fumbled and I failed and I blew it and I didn't do a great job all the time. But as time went on, my hunger um, not only increased but intensified in such a way that I went on this major, um, I would fast for 40 days at a time, um, and I would I would spend time in prayer, and I would uh, hear the Lord's voice very, very, for me, it happens very audibly. You have to learn how God talks to you. Um, he would give me instruction, and sometimes it would be absolutely absurd, but I understand today that it was training for right now. Um, it, he will put you in positions where you begin to hear his voice or he will give you a sense or somebody will say something that you know you felt in your spirit audibly um, and and it kind of leads your pathway. Nevertheless, um, I had to begin to understand that I am his child. Now, through the week, you know, when, when I'm not sharing, everybody has their own experience and come into the knowledge of who Christ is very differently. There are degrees to this. There are levels to this, and so I'm at a place where sicknesses we we don't we don't profess or treat or claim sickness. We don't profess or treat or claim um, poverty. We don't profess or treat or claim um, brokenness. But I began to use the word to counter uh, whatever the enemy attempts to hurl at me to distract or deter me from believing that I'm a child of God. Uh, Dion, how do you do that? Key is knowing who Jesus is, and that comes only by studying consistently. That comes only by having a relationship outside of Sunday morning worship service. 
That means that there there has to be a discipline, uh, a decision, an active, consistent decision to seek after the things of Christ. What I've also found is the more hungry you are, the more answers you receive. It's kind of like the the woman with the water pot. Uh, she was about to sell her children into slavery to save herself and save some things. And um, Elijah told her to go get get what get what you got in your house, right? So she began to get the the, the water pots. Matter of fact, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, Jake shared on this yesterday. And and what you notice is, as many vessels were available. That's how many vessels filled. So it means if you have uh, three containers uh, and that's all you get, then that's all you get. It is based on capacity, right? It's based on capacity. It's really important that you understand Isaiah 65 says, strengthen your stakes, lengthen your cords, for soon you will be bursting on the left and on the right. Now, um, knowing who Jesus is, starts the process and and really beginning to know and learn and understand the character and the nature of God and tie it completely to the fact that he loves you ridiculously, right? And that no matter what you do, no matter what you don't do, no matter what you say, no matter what you don't say, he loves us, right? His only ultimate goal is that we win every single time because he won it all for us. That's probably one of the hardest things to grasp and hold on to is the fact that he loves us no matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter how many times we blow it, there's nothing we can do to change God's love or affection towards us. There's nothing we can do to distract or to deter him from his commitment to loving us, right? And so um, in that, you also have to be certain of it. That means that no matter what takes place, we have to make active decisions to defy what we think, to defy what we think we see with the truth of God's word. It means that technically you almost have to do the polar opposite of what the world system does to resolve problems. You have to do the polar opposite to transition from thinking on an earthly level to operating in a kingdom uh, uh, way, a kingdom method, a kingdom thought process. Uh, For some people, you, you know, we're very particular about when you have a conversation about a diagnosis, you don't say my diagnosis, you don't say my prognosis, you say the, because it's not yours unless you own it. So so how, how do you do that? Um, one of the things I will always tell people, especially when I teach and teach separately, is Google is your friend. Um, if you are not great at reading and interpreting and understanding the word, I would also suggest that you use the message Bible. If not the message, you use an amplified or um, an NIV so that the, the vernacular of the word is simple enough for you to understand it. So I'm going to start with this, um, John 1 and 12, right? So so we are God's children. We are not stepchildren. We are, uh, we are uh, siblings to Jesus, technically, right? So it says, but as many as have received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those 
who believe in his name. So now here it is that the word of God is beginning to establish um, a, a value system, right? So what you'll notice about kingdom is everything is kind of numerical when you look at it, right? So we're looking at addition and multiplication. There is no subtraction in kingdom thinking, right? The only thing that we are subtracting um, is is our ideas, our dreams, the things that we have in mind. That's the only thing we're usually taking away. John 15 and 15. Not only are you a child of Christ, but you are a friend of Christ. And remember, these relationship steps have phases. So John 15 and 15 says, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you a friend for all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you, uh, which is why I will say uh, there are moments and times where I hear God's voice very clearly and audibly giving direction, uh, giving instruction, giving insight, giving wisdom, giving knowledge, right? And so what what happens is uh, I always say that this whole revelation or idea or unveiling of who he is as you begin to know Jesus and he begins to unveil or unlock his character to you. Initially, when I first got saved, I had gotten saved under the guise of God is a boogeyman and he's going to get you. Well, it's not only not true, but it's a whole and entire complete lie. That's where performance-based faith comes from where you spend a whole bunch of time trying to prove that now you're a good person because you accepted Christ. So you find yourself uh, uh, doing too much, technically. You find yourself doing over the top, exerting yourself, and uh, uh, looking technically for approval. Not just approval from God, but approval from others. And so this John 15 and 15 is a very good concrete method of saying, listen, right, I, no longer do I call you servants. Right? When you start to walk in relationship with God, you don't have a servant mentality, right? But, it, but the word says, uh, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friend for all things that I heard from the Father I have now made known to you. So in essence, Jesus is, as our advocate, communicating the truth of the Father to us through our hearts and our submission and surrender to the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of, of us and taking us to the next dimension of this relationship, right? And so, you, you know, a lot of times when you, when you first get saved, uh, not only are you serving from a place of um, idle threat, you're serving from a place of, if you grew up and look, independent holiness, honey, we was all going to hell in a handbasket with the quickness. I mean, everything, we, you can't do that. Don't wear lipstick. Don't wear earrings. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Huh. I, well, then what can I do? Can you tell me that? So, so listen, Romans 5 and 1, I have been justified. Therefore, having been justified, justified by faith, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so one of the things that, that you have to get to and really grasp in your mind is that when Christ died for us, we, we were already justified. We were already sanctified. But the key is to understand that your faith 
You believing is everything. What we believe, our value system determines everything about who we are and how we are. Your value system, your core, uh, the primary uh place of who you are is the key to determining and discovering your value, right? So 1 Corinthians 6 and 17 says, I am united with the Lord and I am one spirit with him, but he who is justified to the Lord is one spirit with him, right? So we're justified by him, which means that we are in him. Right? That's where that abiding peace comes from. That's where that finding your space and your place in his shadow. That's where finding and discovering your safety really lies. First uh, Corinthians six, nineteen and twenty. Right? Now now when you understand that the other day we talked about uh the great exchange. For do we not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is inside of you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So it's our responsibility to protect the spirit of God that lives on the inside of us knowing that we have that Holy Spirit, that he lives on the inside of us, there is a protection that we are responsible for, right? Because whatever you feed will grow, right? Whatever you feed will grow. So if you are constantly reminding yourself that you are uh, uh, not only a, a child of God, but you are a friend of God, you are justified by um, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and now here you have an opportunity uh, to guard what he left you as a gift to maintain the lifestyle that he called us all to. Right, First Corinthians 12 and 27, now you are the body of Christ and members individually, right? So, so that means that if Miss D is off, I'm off. That means if Dee Dee is off and, and Gloria is off, I'm off. Uh, that means if uh, Jacqueline is off and Priscilla is off, I'm off. It's kind of like you ever seen somebody, they've had uh, their toes amputated and they, they walk with a limp or they can't keep their, their balance. There are certain things that are in you that I need if we are assigned to one another. There are certain things in, in um some of you folks I've never even seen before, but but when you are off, so am I. Ephesians 1 and 1, right? I, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Jesus Christ. So so technically, I, I we are all individually necessary for one another. Right, and so you know the difference between an assignment and attachment. Paul was assigned to the church. Paul Paul was assigned um, to the ecclesia. He was assigned to teach and train. No different than each one of us are assigned to teach and train on your level, right? 
on your level, Ephesians 1 and 5, right? So so not only are we children of God, not only are we friends of God, not only are we justified by our faith, not only are we responsible uh, for the ecclesia, but we are also uh, adopted into the family. And so uh, it goes right back to the legal ramifications of what adoption actually looks like. And so when it's hard for you to wrap your mind around the fact that it's already just plain and simply in the word that you are a child of God, I want you to imagine yourself in front of a prelate judge and he is making a declaration and or a proclamation and the legal process has been completed uh, to enter paperwork into uh, the courts that declares that you have every single legal right that a biological child uh, of two parents has in the kingdom. And so so we look at that and, and say, that's Ephesians 1 and 5, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. It was the Father's will that you understand that there's nothing half haphazard or step. For those of you that know my history, I was a foster parent for many years. I never went through the process of the adoption only because it was extremely permanent, which what was what it meant, not only am I going to be responsible for them, but if something dies, my biological children uh, will have to split whatever it is that I leave with them with my adopted children. Not that I'm at all opposed to that because I'm not. It was just not God's plan for me to do that in that moment. I think adoption is amazing. But I'm saying all of that to say when you adopt a child, uh, the social worker will tell you now you do understand that you can't just call me and give him back. <laughs> you do understand that once you make this decision, it's final. That means this child goes on your benefits. That means this child, up until the day that he or she passes away, uh, is technically considered your biological child. And so we are that in the kingdom. We are, uh, he is unable to give us away. He is unable to detach himself from from us. He is unable to uh, nullify or annihilate the legally binding contract that we signed with our heart and with our mind. That means that you have every single legal right that Jesus had. It took me a while to get that. It took me a while to understand that and to be able to apply it uh, to my life. It seemed surreal because it didn't seem like I went through that actual process. So that's one of the things, and even as I'm speaking uh, right now, is uh, when we begin to to go to the courts consistently, I think we're going to have an adoption ceremony. (laughs) Um, I just heard that. Uh, Didn't know that that was a thing. Uh, But thank you, Holy Ghost, and I'll study. And as soon as I get the information, I'll download it to you. We, We also have very direct access to God, Ephesians 2 and 18. For through him, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. So that same Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you begins to open up uh, the the opportunity, the space, and the time for you to approach the throne of heaven. Knowing who you are in him and knowing your legal right and legal ramification gives you a different confidence. When you are adopted and you know it's legal and and nobody's going to change their mind about what's going on, 
there's different confidence that you have. When you are a foster child, like you, you're not a foster child. I just want to tell you that you are not a foster child. You are fully adopted into the things of the kingdom. Uh, there's a different feel. When they do something, I know this by experience, when they do something that they know they're not supposed to do, one of the first things a foster child will say is, please don't send me back. Please don't send me back. Please don't. Um, I know I blew it, um, but there's like a level of fear that I cannot explain that they operate in um, because they've been shipped off to so many different places. Listen, he has no desire to ship you off. He means that you are his. You belong to him. It is final and it is written, right? So we have direct access to God. You have been purchased, right? So, so we've all been bought. Uh, Colossians 1 and 14 says, in whom we have redemption through his, through his blood, the, for, the forgiveness of sins, right? So um, even your sin does not separate you from the love of the Father. Even stuff that you do every single day, <laughs> every other day, once a week, whenever you do it, um, it still does not separate you. When the Father looks down, all he sees is his son. All he sees is his daughter. All he sees is his child. All he sees is his friend. And that's very hard to get past when you still live under the guise of condemnation. Sin uh, was not a means of keeping us uh, anything other than aware that we need a Savior, right? Sin uh, was not for God. Sin is is for us and our awareness and our um, understanding, right? And so um, somebody needs to mute. So one of the things that, um, that I noticed that we do culturally is we spend so much time approval seeking. Was that okay? Did I do good? Um, you know, what, what did you think of that? We, we do that. We do that very often. Um, but, but the beautiful thing is we are complete in him. When we rest in the truth of his word and we allow his spirit to live um, externally through us, or vicariously through us, and you are complete in him who is in the head of all uh, principalities and powers, right? You are complete in him who is the head of all principalities and powers. That means that every single thing going on in the heavens and in the earth, he has equipped us with for that moment, for that season. He has prepared us um, to be able to stand flat-footed. This has everything to do with approaching the courts. There's a different level of confidence that begins to happen. So this is not just my words. This is the word. Um, and, and what I find is the more you understand or are exposed to the word, some stuff we don't even know exists, because it wasn't a prerequisite. Nobody ever encouraged or pushed us. You know, we talk about the Bible stories, but there's so much more to the Word of God than just the Bible stories that we've been exposed to. I'm telling you, if you check them out, you will see. We are forever free, according to Romans 8, 1 and 2. We are completely free from condemnation. Condemnation is of the enemy, right? Condemnation is used uh, against you. 
What we want to experience is conviction. That means that the Holy Spirit and how we're feeding him is healthy on the inside of us. If you do something and you feel uh, condemned, like guilty and shameful, uh, it is the adverse impact or effect. So it begins to breed remorse. And then the spirit of conviction kicks in, and there you stand in that. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So what that means is that's a trading floor, right? That's one of those great exchanges we talked about. So we make active decisions not to intentionally or willfully live lives of sin. We may experience some transgressions. Remember the difference? Sin, transgressions, or iniquity. Sin, transgressions, or iniquity. Sin is willful acts and deeds. Transgressions is things that the Holy Spirit that we now understand lives on the inside of us and gives us access to the Father, the Holy Spirit will tell you that's inappropriate, that's not accurate, don't do that. And then the iniquities are the things that we deal with that are natural proclivities or cultural proclivities that have come from our family bloodline, sins, transgressions, or iniquities. And we need to make sure that we are aiming our prayers at those things. And the Lord will begin to open up the eyes of your understanding understanding so that even when you pray, you know the difference. Even when you're dealing with something that you know is bloodline associated, you will have um, the the direct discernment to be able to identify which thing you're addressing. We also know that we are assured of our salvation through Romans 8 and 28, right? We hear this scripture all the time, and we know that all things work together for the good of them who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. And then, you know, because we hear that so frequently, we don't don't want to become numb to it. We want that to become uh, life to us. We want that to become breath to us to know that nothing is coincidental, nothing is accidental. Dental, and by no means uh, should you be concerned about anything that's happened because at the end of the day, as long as you are consistently submitting your will to who our just judge is, I promise you, if you keep going, you will win if you don't quit. Romans 8 and 31, as I begin to prepare to close, uh, I am free from the charges that have been held against me. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, then who can be against us. You've got to know that you have a just judge on your side that is uh, working things out to ensure that his will is done simply because what he said has to happen right? With or without your consent, uh, how complicit you are is completely up to uh, you. But what, what you need to understand is your identity is completely associated with the truth of his word. It doesn't have anything to do with mama or daddy. They were just a conduit to get you here. You absolutely have a divine purpose, Romans 8 and 35. Um, nothing you've done, I've said this over and over and over again, and the Holy Spirit has me consistently drawn driving it in, uh, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Absolutely. 
absolutely not. Everything about you is intentional. Uh, you are his uh, uh uh, uh, you are his prized possession. Like everything about you is intentional and deliberate. And um, I'll, I'll say this this last one, um, right? Second uh, Corinthians one twenty one and twenty two. Uh, you you have been established in him. Um, now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as our guarantee. So I just want to tell you this morning, uh, you have a guarantee. You have a promise. If you find a problem, know that every problem comes with a promise. If you're struggling with something, uh, know that every problem you have comes with a promise. Uh, Tanya and I have made a joke. We've been listening to uh, someone named Graham Cook, and Graham said, whenever a problem shows up, know that there's a promise attached to it, and you should find yourself, listen, I got a problem today. That means promise is very close by. One of the things that we do is we perpetuate our problem and we forget about the promise. I challenge you today that when you run up on a problem, when you find yourself dealing with a problem, uh, I don't care what it is. It could be relationship stuff. It could be financial stuff. If you find yourself in a situation or a scenario where you're dealing with a problem, I want you to begin to look for the solution, which is the promise. If you can find it in the word, I'm telling you what I know from experience. If you can find your scenario in the word of God, there is a promise attached to that word that all you have to do is be hungry enough to seek. All you have to do is be hungry enough to listen. All you have to do is be hungry enough to want to know what the promise attached to your problem is. And just like I'm talking to you right now, I guarantee it will show up. That's what identity does for you. Identity begins to walk you into places you would normally walk into with confidence and competence because this word says, I'm this. This word says, I'm that. This word says, I have access to this. This word says, I have access to that. And if that's what the word says, when you say you are a believer, nothing else matters. I don't care what the doctor said. The word says, I am the healed of God. I don't care what uh, the attorney says. The, the the word of God says that he who the son sets free is free indeed. I don't care what you're facing. He said that we are his children and that he is our God and he will withhold no good thing from us. Whenever you face a problem, begin to search for the promise. Identity gives you uh, courage. Identity gives you access. Identity walks you into rooms where people would otherwise deny you, but because of who you are, because of who your father is, and because of what spirit lives on the inside of you, I need to tell you this morning, I want to declare to you that you cannot be denied. You cannot fail. You cannot lose. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. Keep your eyes uh, on the master. Keep your focus forward and declare to the enemy. Uh, you may present me with a problem, but the beautiful thing is I've got a promise. I don't care what your children are doing. I know that they are the blessed of God. I don't care what your money is looking like. Uh, I am above only and not beneath a lender and not a borrower. I am the head and not the tail. 
hell. Hallelujah. And so you got to get to a point where your uh, identity begins to declare to your circumstances, I know who I am. My confidence is not in my strength. My confidence is not in how much I know. My confidence is not in where I've been or uh, what, what title I may carry. My confidence rests and lies only in the truth of the word of God. Everything else is a lie. So I, I just want you to believe only, Lord, restructure our value system so that every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, man, shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Amen. As I pass the call to the prayer warrior. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> keeper of our soul, creator of all things and ruler of this universe. Have mercy on us. You are our God and there is no one else like you. You are the Prince of Peace, the Lord of Lord. Have mercy on us. California is burning. People are being displaced due to raging flames. Mothers, fathers, and children are having to evacuate. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, God. Lord, we need you. Our country is in trouble due to both past and present sins. For underneath our interior lies greed, deceit, sexual uh, sin, and racism. We are the leaders when it comes to pornography and sex trafficking. And let's not forget the deep-seated bloodshed of blacks in America. And our inhumane methods of stopping immigrants from entering into this land. Separating children from their parents shows our lack of mercy and compassion. We want to blame our president, but truth be told, he simply represents the face of America. For his character displays what we truly look like on the inside. Have mercy on us. God, have mercy on us. We esteem animals above humans. Already we have a growing population of, of houseless people who outside of being hungry just need a little love. However, being too preoccupied with self and chasing the almighty dollar, we refuse to see. Have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, we repent of our wicked deeds and foolish actions as a country and repent of our silence as Christians. Wash us thoroughly of our iniquities and cleanse us of our sins. For we acknowledge our transgressions and our sins are ever before us. Against thee, thee, O God, have we sinned and done this evil in thy sight. Lord, we ask that you purge us with hyssop, that we shall be clean. Wash us so that we shall be white as snow, creating us a clean heart. O God, creating us a clean heart. O oh God, for the heart is a deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it but you, God? Who can know the deep-seated deceit, Lord? Who can know 
the deep-seated rage? Who can know the deep-seated anger? Who can know the deep-seated falsehood that lies beneath the interior of each one of us, Father God? Only you, Lord. We have failed as a body. We have failed you, God. Please forgive us, Jesus. Forgive us. Have mercy on us, oh God. Have mercy on us. Oh, God, give us strength, Lord, to do what you've called us to do, Lord. Lord, you you have called each one of us, Lord. We have a purpose in this place. We have a purpose on this land. First of all, Lord, to show your glory, to show your light, to shed your love in this world, Father God. God, I ask you to give us strength, Lord, Lord, that you help us not to be about ourselves, but be about you, Father God. Because you said, if we love you with all our heart, soul, mind, and all our strength, and we love our neighbors as ourselves, Father God, then, Lord, we are are in, in line with what you command. And you said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Oh, and that is a command, is a command to love, Father God, is a command to love, Father God. I thank you, God. I just want to thank you this morning. I just want to pause and thank you right now that in spite of our wretchedness, mm, 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 your love covers a multitude of our faults. Your love, you, you are love, Father God, that love that cannot separate, we cannot be separated from, that love. No matter how deep we go, Lord. You still are there, Father God. And, Father God, we just want to thank you for your goodness and your mercy that woke us up this morning, giving us yet another chance, Lord, another chance to see your love at work, Lord, in our lives and in the lives of others, Father God. Father God, just ask in a special way, Lord, that you continue, Lord, to show us the way, Father God. Show us the way, Father God. You said the steps of a a righteous man is ordered by the Lord. So, Lord, we ask that you order our steps today. Order our steps, Father God. Give us a vision, Father God, as to who we should talk to, Lord. How can we minister to those that, Lord, let us not just step step over a person that's homeless, Father God. Lord, or a person, or a child is hungry. Lord, help us to do something. Show us what we can do, Father God. I'm asking, Father God. I just want to thank you and just praise you, Lord, just for your forgiveness. Now help us, Lord, to forgive others as well as ourselves. Lord, we thank you for your truth today, for it is our liberation. You said the truth shall make us free, Father God. Lord, when we look in that mirror, Lord, let us not see reflecting to us all the things that, that are negative about us, but let us see the things that you've said for us, uh, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that we're of a chosen generation, that we are of a royal priesthood, Father God, that you knitted us together in, in our mother's womb, Father God. Lord, you say you have plans that are beyond our comprehension, because eyes have not seen nor ears heard, nor has it entered to the hearts of men the things that you have prepared for us. Let us see those things, Father God. Lord, let us walk and step in confidence, not in ourselves, but in the fact that, Lord, we roll with you, that you you live in and, and, and breathe in us. We are your temples, Father God. When we walk into an environment, Lord, let there be a shift 
I just ask you, Father God, just continue, Lord, to elevate our minds above this world, Lord. Let us be kingdom-minded, Father God. I thank you and I just praise you. Now, people of God, help me to celebrate our Lord and Savior right now. Take your phone off, off the hook and let's praise God because he is so worthy. He is so worthy of the glory yeah. and the praise. He is so worthy. Help me to praise him. Help me to lift him up. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you for another day, Lord. Sending me through Thank you. 
we didn't come for no plan. Hallelujah. When we, we get to a point where our worship is not not only not superficial, but impactful. Um, yesterday, I, I made a post last night. Yesterday, I saw so many churches say that they were not having church because they didn't have power. And it kind of messed me up a little bit. I'm going to let us say good morning in a second. But we should never get to a place where if we don't have an organ or a keyboard that we aren't able to create a sound, right? That we should be able to create a sound without power. Um, that's, that's scary because what if it's out next week and the week after? We just don't have church because ain't no power. The devil is alive. Oh, anyway, good morning, everyone. Thank you for participating in our worship experience fully. Um, anybody didn't get a chance to say good morning, even though we had a little bit of extra time. Anybody want to say good morning? Good morning, it's Diane. Hey, lady, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Mo. Good morning. Hey. Good morning, Mr. Shonda. I enjoyed your declaration this morning. Hey, man. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, it's Juliet. Hey, Ju. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Valuable. Hey, Valuable. Good morning. I heard one more. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Pam. Good morning. Go ahead. Good morning. It's Priscilla. Hey, Priscilla. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Barbara Lodi. Good word this morning. God bless. Amen. Hey, Barbara Lodi. Good morning, family. Dondria. Hey, Dondria. Huh? Amen. Amen. Anybody else before we move on? We'll praise the Lord. Um, hopefully, some of the scriptures. Um, that were shared uh, were helpful. Somebody needs to mute their phone. There was a bush, a fire, a fire called a bush that was on fire that, you know, already Juliet. parts of normal was already on fire. The county. Juliet. And uh, the wind was so <laughs> bad yesterday. I mean, it was almost like when the tornado the wind was that strong. If somebody's on the board, can you mute Juliet for me? One side of the bridge ain't another side of the bridge. And so they were trying to cross the bridge. Yeah, give me one second. They finally had to start turning back. So they ended up closing 80 and 680 because there was fire over there by Glen Clove. That's why I said about your your cousin. They they couldn't go anywhere. I'm glad they ain't over there cussing or nothing. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they. I'm glad they ain't calling us ugly. That's the <laughs> And the um, auntie on Saturday night, they were um, and were without light. 
because they've been having this whole turn off the Amen. I'm glad they ain't over there being married and stuff. <laughs> Praise hallelujah. <laughs> Praise hallelujah. Spare us single people's ears. Glory to God. Um, so so listen, y'all, let let let's talk about this whole identity piece. Cause let me let me tell you what, I I got a I got a whole new march, man. I, my confidence level um has been increased in such a way that I can feel the weight of identity in him. I can feel um, the difference in my approach and feel the difference in how I believe him. It is it is the most beautiful thing, the most liberating thing. Anybody on the line been struggling with identity? Come on, we gotta we gotta be look, let's go. It's yeah, good morning. Yes, I am. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Yeah, this is Priscilla. I would say it shows in in your life, you know, if you're struggling with the things that that are happening to you that you're allowing to happen and and you don't know your identity because your your reaction or what you need to do with it, you're not doing it according to the word of God. So I would say yes. Yeah. Because of what I'm going through. Yeah, I know for a fact I was. Amen. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's, hey, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry, it's it's Nikisha. When you were describing how you look different from other people, how your complexion and your body structure and stuff, I had struggled with that for years, for years and years and years. And when I finally met my uh, dad's people and start like you know having a connection is like okay well that's why that's like that and everything but we need to get that connection with God's family so I appreciate your um, transparency with that thank you yeah that was a hard one I used to be like um why don't I look like anybody (laughs) I'm just not gonna look like nobody wait hold up you know just how it was put together and everything, and everybody else, you know, was built Well, honey, who who got who is putting fixing a carburetor this morning? <laughs> somebody, somebody is doing the cleanup or oil change or something, honey. You, Lena got out of the kitchen and went to the garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That must have been me. I'm sorry. I was going to chime in and say something, but then you kept talking. So I was like, well, let me fix this cabinet real quick. Lord, I'm sorry about that. See, I told y'all. We got all carpenter on the line. It's Leticia from Arizona. I want to say, you know, that, that struggle with identity is so very real because um, my father, he had adopted me when I was two. And I knew the last thing that I had said to my real father was, uh, my biological father, that is, that, hey, do you have any kids that I can play with before we leave to get on a plane? Never realizing that that was my biological father. So fast forward, of course, I didn't look like anybody or anything, but um, my dad never um, treated me no different than, you know, than his uh, his biological children. But it was when I got 27, I finally went to go and see seek out 
who my biological father was. And it wasn't until then that I can see that it gave me a sense of belonging because I looked identical to him. Uh, as far as getting even down to the pigmentation of the coloration in my lips was exactly the same as him. So it gave me a sense of belonging, like, wow, okay, I do have um, answers that I can that I can attach to. It didn't, and, and that seemed like that's what I needed in order to get, to go to my next level. Um, I needed to see where I came from in order to know where I was going. And it was, mm-hmm. it was definitely an insight for me. But, yeah, I did struggle with that for years. And like I said, not because I got treated any different. It was just a sense like I don't look like nobody. Like, golly, you're an outsider. What are you? So, right. It seemed I had to prove myself in different ways in order to, I, I can say, what, uh, to belong, you know, more. Like, okay, right. I'm, I'm here, and this is the reason why I'm here. Okay, because I get this. I get this, you know, so. Yep. 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 It's it's real. Wow. It is real. Right. Um, hey, good morning. Good morning. Hi. Yeah, with your declaration, um it was very powerful. Um identity thing. Um I have to switch now then identifying with Christ, you know, instead of, like you said, the confidence, I want to walk in the confidence of of believing in Jesus Christ, that whatever Jesus said that I have, I have it, but not myself as in DeCarla. I don't want to walk in that self-confidence. I want to walk in um, Christ's identity. And speak those things as though, you know, they are positive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with that being said, um, before I knew about all this, I would speak things, you know, um, say, for instance, you know, I go in the store and, you know, everything sounds like, Lord, um, please knock these prices down. Give me a discount. Well, I would go up there and put my clothes up there, and the, and the lady, the cashier, oh, this is on sale. I said, oh, thank you. So <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, like you say, you got to walk in that that um, that aura of confidence um, when you you know walk in a room, <clears throat> people will see it. You know, I may not know what everybody else knows. I might not have a a PhD degree, but guess what? I got Jesus Christ that lives inside of me. Mm-hmm. And he will give me the wisdom what I need to say at the appropriate time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah. I it's just got to switch over into right. It's, it's, yeah. But but the switch the switch happens as a result of the dig, for real, as a result of the uh, dig. what? The dig, D-I-G, or the seek, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. So Matthew says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, right. and and everything else will be added unto you. And so when we get to a place where we are spending more time seeking than we are struggling to understand, 
everything changes. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a kingdom living, man. Not yeah, it's a church a living. That's no, good. yeah, that's worthless, honey. That church you live in, I have you uh, looking and feeling silly. No. Yes. <laughs> I know, because I was in a holiness church, and they tell me I can't wear pants, lipstick, you know, and I'm up here, you know, and some said, no, you don't have to do that. And then, you know, I was going, you know, out of their boundary of rules. I said, well, I got to remove myself from this church because, um, God told me that I can't wear pants or makeup or earrings. You know, mm-hmm. so he was dealing with me then. So yeah, I understand what you're talking. Well, about. I'm grateful that you you got yourself <laughs> free because, to be very honest, you know, some people need that type of restriction or restraint. But when mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's that's not for everybody, and and if you know, if that's the the church little proclamations or whatever, all right, that's fine. But, um, yeah, the, the law of the spirit, there is no governance against. You You know, the, your spirit will tell you what's cool and what ain't, what's okay right. and what's not. It's just yeah. a matter of, you know, you, you processing. So thank you for sharing, okay. Carla. I appreciate you. Good stuff. Yeah. Amen. You. And you're welcome. My my pleasure, honey. It's my job. I'm honored. I'm grateful that God would trust me to even share on such. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, Dion. This is um, Caroline. Good morning. Hey, wow, what Caroline. a blessing. Hold, hold on. Hold on two seconds, okay. Caroline. I heard okay. Caroline and who else okay. was that? Uh, this is Shantae. Good morning. Declare victory. Hey, Shantae. Hold on one second. Go ahead, Sister Caroline, and then you go, Shantae. Okay, yes, um, thank you, Dion. Um, I chimed in on part of what you were saying for the awesome prayer. Um, yeah, wow, about my identity does not depend on the circumstance. I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, that is so right. And I'm definitely continually speaking more clearly. I mean, I've been in the church, you know, I've been walking with the Lord. I've been saved, you know, but, you know, things have gotten in the way. And I'm like, well, well where am I? Where am I? I mean, I remember when who God did a lot of work, but even when I was doing the club and stuff or doing that part of my life, when the Holy Spirit, I was in, in a club, Holy Spirit was like, what you doing in here? I'm like, oh. <laughs> anyway, I had to get out. And um, the church I was at, they were like, oh, yeah, pull, everything's pulled back. We don't do this. We don't do that. All these rules and da 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 and uh, a lot of things I, you know, did not do for many years until I had to come to, come to myself uh you know, like, oh, yeah, I can do this because of who I am in Jesus, and that's it, you know. But thank you for your share. I'm going to go back and listen more. Thank you just being so real. I love you much. Wow, thank you. Amen. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your input. I appreciate you. Good morning, Dion. Yeah. Thank you so very much for uh, your declaration. It was very powerful yeah. and awesome. And um, I had a dream last night, and I was crying, and I was asking this lady for something. And she said, what do you want? What can I help you with? And I said, I'm just I'm just trying to learn uh, my purpose and my identity. And it's weird that you would ask that question this morning. Obviously, my whole life I've been struggling with learning 
who I am. But I did have a dream last night. I just remembered a couple of hours ago um, saying that I'm that I'm I'm learning how to identify, like get my identity and my purpose. And the lady said, well, you're getting it. So I just want to thank and praise God for you, um, for what he is doing, not only in your life, but in our lives as well. And I also want to say, thank God we don't act like how we've been treated. Have a blessing. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That was good, Shantae. Um, I, I hear your balance coming. I can I can hear it audibly. Your sound is starting to change. So I just want to tell you I'm proud of you um, for doing the work, um, you know, even through your pain. And I'm excited about your future. I can see you in Israel's face right now, <laughs> just in my head. So I'm, I'm just, I'm super, super proud of you, babe, for, um, for pressing in and persevering. I know every day is not perfect, but isn't it good to know that he loves you just the way you are and he's patient enough to walk you through the process. So keep going, sweetheart. Keep going. You win. I promise you win if you don't quit. Thank you so much, my mom. I invited her over, you guys. I know you guys have been praying for her. Um, So she was able to come over. And, you know, God is working on our relationship. So thank you for all your prayers. Amen. Amen. Her tears are so sweet. (laughs) Yeah. Aren't they? Oh, they they really are. You can hear the sentiment in our voice. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning, I was listening to your declaration this morning, and I was um, on my way to the donut shop, my regular uh, regimen after I work out. I go get me a donut. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarity. Uh, and, um... It was just funny because I was thinking about, you know, my identity and um, and I'm I'm continuously involving into I mean evolving into this woman that I've never met, and I'm 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 glad I'm getting to know her, and um, but what I've realized in in me morphing into her that um, I, I, my relationship with my my adult kids are are really different, you know, because I'm not an arguer, you know, and um, I remember having a, um, I guess, a text conversation with Matthew, and uh, he was angry because I had put my foot down, and it was just some things that I wasn't going to do. I wasn't going to go back and forth with him about some things that he had went through uh, <clears throat> and choices that he made that were in his past. And now that he's 30 years old, he likes to go back to when he's 12, 13, because that's where the axe head fell off, you know, and never getting any, never getting any help, you know, or whatever. And he, he wants his mom to go back there with him. And I don't do it. And so his last text to me was, you so funny acting. He said, you so funny, Atkin. I'm sure someplace in the Bible that says, thou shall not be fake. <laughs> wow. And I almost got offended, but I thought about it. I said, he, he really doesn't like the woman that I've become. Mm-hmm. And 
that's what happens when we change, when we allow God to do this thing on the inside of us and it, it works its way on the outside. It becomes our constitution. It's, you know, who we, who we, who we walk as. And we don't, you know, like you said, we don't have to apologize for it. And we're confident, not puffed up, but confident in who we are. So we don't have to have a conversation to explain it to anyone. And oftentimes, as we grow, we're going to find that people will not understand. And not only that, they will try to call you by a name that you don't answer to anymore. Yeah, that part. Mhm. I mean, you're talking about some, you know, people really loved when, you know, when I was in my stuff and when, you know, when I was going through a whole lot of trouble and, you know, all of that. They, I, I really found out they, that's the, that's the Ravonda that they, they like. Love. They like, they like that you, huh? Ain't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Baby. And they won't they, move. They want your back. Right. Yeah. They, they. They won't fool with you, and they won't. Um, they and and not only that, it's when when you when you decide that you will not be codependent, nor will you re- receive codependency. Yeah. Is it's the it's the point when you realize, God, this is the this is the fuller soap. This is the healthy part. Um, in walking, walking, kingdom walking. When heaven is open, there everything that I need is in the kingdom of God. And if you're gonna be with me, you're gonna live in this kingdom with me. I'm gonna make you awfully uncomfortable if you decide to live any other way around me. I'm not talking about perfection or anything, but everyone has to mature. Everyone, right. you know. So I, I I enjoyed your share this morning, and you know because identity is it's a big deal, you know we don't realize it, but it's a big deal. And when you yeah. when you come to realize that you know it is, you covet it, you cherish it, you 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 feed it, you make sure that you do everything that you can to maintain a lifestyle that pleases God. I at the end of the day, I want to make God smile. Me too. That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 If it means making my kids mad, they just got to get mad. Oh, well. They'll be all right. Uh I'll be at 2501 Main Avenue when you're ready. Right. (laughs) That part. That part. Amen. Anybody else got anything? Hey. Hey, 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 first of all, I'm snitching on uh, Mother Williams at Donut after all that hard work we did this morning, but good morning, sister, I love you so much, and thank you for your lesson on today, I was able to hear because we closed the preschool because of the smoke today, that's a blessing, Um, identity, my God, my God, my God, listening to you and knowing um, getting to know you these last years has really blessed me because I really think we're related. Like me, you and Sabrina, I think we're sisters. And I'm going to do some background uh-huh. check. Y'all know my, okay, you know my daddy was rolling stone. Anyway, hold on the story. You stupid. But, um, <laughs> no, but even even though I've, I've been blessed to, like, know, like, my mom and my mom's side and sometimes my, my grandmother, my mom's mom, just getting 
around some of my dad's family this this past weekend that I've never laid eyes on, he did something to me as well because I got to see, I think it was on a T-shirt that was talking about um, trying to figure out where you get certain things from. You know, I know where I got my nose and the gap of my teeth and the color and all that stuff, but just the, the personalities, I didn't even realize that, you know, having aunts and cousins and stuff that all these years with my temperament and just, you know, really being proud of being this girl from Richmond and all that other stuff. No, 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 no. That's deep root because I have other other relatives and stuff that I get stuff from too, if that makes any sense. But to to actually be able to put some some faces and, and really get to see some people that at fifty almost fifty two years old, I never thought I'd see a lot of my dad by. But that's even helped me with my identity because it, it really does matter um, to see where you come from and know where you come from. So I can only imagine, you know, people who who don't get to to, um, to know. You know what I'm saying? Right. It just really, it did something to me. So I'm actually, I'm a different person. And Ravonda, thank you for that because who I am becoming is a lot of people from my past that don't like she, and it's okay because God does, and that's all that matters is I'm I'm living a life more pleasing to Him and not worried about who I used to be because she she I didn't need to be her. So I'm I'm um, just evolving into a new person, and I like who I am spiritually. So I love you, Dion, to life. And you know you can come over here, too, because we have power and all of that. So you're welcome. I'm here today. Oh, thank you, sis, because, listen, me and Sabrina keep talking about, honey, I feel so homeless. Really? What in the world? What is this? Come on, honey. Uh-uh. Anyway, go, go hey, ahead. Hey, this is again. When um, was speaking, um, the song came to my mind. Um, Friends don't treat me like they used to since I laid my burdens down. Right. So, yeah, um, a lot of people do like seeing you in pain. They like hearing you complaining about your issues and stuff like that. And then when you stop talking about it, it's like you're not as interesting as you used to be is because you're not feeding that gossiping spirit that they are used to. So they do think you're being funny acting or what's wrong mm-hmm. with her. And she in church every time the doors open and she always on this and doing that and blah, blah, blah. But, oh, okay. Um, I'm maturing, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that, that that's, that's it. That's it. We just becoming who God had already knew that we were going to be since the foundations of the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. That's yeah. very good. That's very good. Very good. Good morning. This is Dot Jesus Tanya. And that was a hi, good morning. That was awesome. That is my life right now. The uh <laughs> identity, trying to do a new thing and everybody keeping you in your past, you know, so mm-hmm. it's been a real, uh, you know, difficult thing to come out of, but mm-hmm. um, like you said, going to church, staying in church and mm-hmm. dwelling in a secret place, mm-hmm. watching church all day, going to church right. every day, and everything I'm connected with, victory, I mean, declare victory is my mm-hmm. pastor, we're doing, we're in spiritual uh we're in the middle of spiritual warfare. And nice. so everything is is 
completely coinciding with what you're speaking nice. on and kingdom living and you know, and I completely disconnected from everyone in my past. Changed my yeah. number of twenty six years and Wow. And yeah, that when I did it under it was something wrong. <laughs> but it's just like I and people wanna keep me there, wanna keep me in my past, wanna keep bringing up my past. You know, and then when you said um, last week or two weeks ago, you said ask them to release you from your past, you know. So it's like even with my kids, you have to just, you know, because you keep, you know, my past, I was the street. I was, like you say, when you say cuz, that was me. <laughs> right. I was, <laughs> I was completely street life. you know, kids, father, one of blood, one of thrift, you know. So I was in the life. So it completely changed and and you know, and I made a decision to let go of, of you know, to dwell. I've always, you know, when I was young and I was bad, I always was in the word, always with the church, always tied, always knew, and he always had a path for me. But to really just disconnect, people won't let you because they want to keep you where you've been, and I'm not where I am anymore. So. That was a perfect declaration for me today. It really just said my spirit had me over here in tears. So just thank you for that. Love this. Love this. This is really helping me change. You know, just really inspiring me every day. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amen. I like That's how good. She said, how she said, cuz. I like how she said, cuz. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> check, check, check the move, cuz. Love you, I, love, I love Jesus. I love you. This is Kishonda. Um, I just want to say really quickly, as she was speaking, um, I can't sing, so I'll just say the words that I heard the song, God has smiled on um, God has smiled on me. He has set me free. God has smiled on me. He's been good to me. And I just think about identity. He's smiling on us. He loves us. Going back on mute. Nice. Listen, I want to yeah. bust out in a whole concert. He, uh, uh, Tanya brought up, uh, friends don't treat me like they used to. Like they to. used to. Since I lay my burdens down. Yeah. My burdens down. on me. He has set me free. Right. Listen. Right. We got a whole message. God. Listen, I thank God. You were supposed salvation. to say thank you, praise God. Say it right, sister. Thank you. First, giving honor <laughs> thank to you, God, praise God. Who is the head of my life, to Amen. His Son Jesus, and to the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. I truly, I thank and praise God for being Listen, here. Listen, hey, hey. Oh. <laughs> Lord. Don't mess with me. I will run. Don't mess yes, with me. I thank Him because He's my keeper. I thank Him because He is my force mm. shield. Thank okay. Him because He kept me from door de- death doors. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hallelujah. Yes, amen, amen, amen. I mean that thing. Listen, Listen. I mean it. Listen. (laughs) Listen. Okay, so now subject change. So, you know, me and Deanna is a little off. And I just, I just a little, a lot, a lot. lot. (laughs) And, you know, I have to admit that sometimes I have moments myself. So anyway, what had happened was somebody hit me and my mama in in my little bug. (laughs) Somebody, I was minding my own business on 880 Friday. And, you know, I, I text this. <laughs> I text Deanna. I said, guess what? I got a whole possibility. It was like, what? Somebody just rear-ended us. 
Listen, we mm-hmm. laughed, and it was we. I meant it though. I never got upset with the the young lady. Um, she was so apologetic. You could hear the remorse um, in her, and she was so apologetic. And um, I'm just thankful that you know I was able to walk into the hospital and get you know checked out, and I was able to walk out. Nobody they didn't keep us. Um, and I'm thankful because the Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the mm-hmm. just, and um, something will come out of it. I don't, I don't know what, but I, I, you know, you, we, when I was younger, we would joke about girl. If I ever, if anybody ever rear in me, I'm gonna fall out of the car on the ground. And and I was trying to figure out how can I fall out of this car without getting decapitated because I was right on the shoulder of the freeway. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to manipulate anything. What is for me is for me, and God is going to give it to me, right? Because I absolutely mm-hmm. am not feeling all that well. But, you know, I, wait, 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 language change. I have some symptoms. <laughs> I have some symptoms. Um, but God is good. It could be so much worse than what it is. God is so amazing. Mm-hmm. But I love what I'm learning, and that is to trade my language, my earthly language, or kingdom language. It makes you feel so much better. Like I am so hungry right now for change. I'm so hungry right now to be and get what God has for me. And I'm not necessarily talking about things, tangible things. I, I mean, who I am in him. Uh, I mean, living a full life and uh, making a decision to be a blessing to others. I really mean it. I really mean it. I'll share this last thing. Yes, this is a, this is a perfect opportunity for us to allow our light to shine. There are people that are in absolute panic and despair. Mm-hmm. We don't ha- we don't have to go there with them. We can talk about God as our keeper. You're not worried. Mm-hmm. Oh no, not at all because the peace of God, the peace that God has given me, I don't I don't have to worry about that. Well, what do you mean by that? Oh, um I can give you that peace too. I can show you how yeah. to get it. How? Yeah. Right? Like this is a perfect opportunity. Be careful about what you say. Be careful mm-hmm. about your disposition, your attitude. This is a perfect time to smile and say good morning to people. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see firefighters, it, look, this was so uncomfortable yesterday as I was on my way to the city. I stopped to just to get something to eat. And um, the Lord said, I got in my car. The Lord said, go pray for them. I said, ah, they're going to think I'm a little... <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe not. This is probably me talking my, to, to myself. It, it, no, I want, I don't get in, do not leave without walking over. But she's probably getting ready to pull off. No, ma'am, it's enough time. I get out of my car and I knock on her hood because I don't want to spook them, you know. Um, and I said, you know, are you firefighters? And she said, no, we are journalists. We're going to cover the story. I said, Can I, pull? I said, this might sound a little weird, but may I please pray for you? She said, yes. Please, she grabbed my hand, and I prayed a simple prayer. And the guy that was with her, he never said a word. He kept his shades on. He just, I could see him bearing into me, looking into me. He said to me afterwards, that made my day. Thank you. So you guys, look for opportunities to serve in this crisis. Thank you. Going on mute. Real quick, so Sabrina can go to work. Thank you, Susie, for sharing. Sabrina, go ahead. Good morning, everybody. Um, Grace, I absolutely enjoyed the declaration. The part that stood out to me the most was when you talked about our position and adoption. 
And it took me back to when I adopted your oldest niece and mm-hmm. how once we signed the paper, how excited I was to present her with a tangible representation that I had mm-hmm. secured her future with an inheritance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like it mm-hmm. meant everything ah, to, to be able to give that to her so that she yeah. knew not only did I have her in this life, but when I wasn't here, her future was still secure. And when I placed those papers in her hands, she didn't believe it. Right. And then it just took me back to how God has done the exact same thing for us. Like she had a tangible promise that right. I got you. Even right. once I'm gone, I got you. Like he left us the comforter. I got you. I got and you. it just, oh, hallelujah. It just made me think of how he feels when we don't really believe and take hold with both hands the promise. Yeah. So that's what I'll be holding on to today. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a, I forgot all about Lashari's adoption and the mm-hmm. fact that um, you made it a really big deal for her um, and how powerful it is that in real life she just aren't my niece, period, right? And that settles it. And um, I remember even my dad saying, Dion, if you want to, we can go to the courthouse and, I, you know, we can go through the adoption process. So much so that his family said, we can go through the adoption process if you would like. Even his, even his children um, were open to it. And so the fact that we've been adopted into this thing, there's no negotiating your way out of it. Nobody can argue with it. And every single time you pick up the word, you have a legally binding document that says that we are children of the Most High God. That's a powerful, powerful weapon against the enemy that every time he tells you something that does not comply with the truth of the word of God, you could shake that thing in his face and say, buddy, listen, I've been to court. I got a whole legally binding document, cuz. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And and the thing is, is that even in natural adoption, because I've adopted two kids, you can't undo that thing. You can't undo it. Even if even if they say you funny acting, mm-hmm. <laughs> sucker. You know, uh, uh-uh. you you can't go and say I made a mistake. Here, take these kids back. Uh, uh-uh. uh, black nope. black, don't take that, honey. No trade. So, back, that's, honey. <laughs> that's real. Funny acting and all. Yeah, I'm your funny acting mama. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. I can't get them two back, honey. I can't give them two back. No. Matthew tried, tried to go in and try to see how he could undo that thing. And they was like, oh, uh-uh. you can't give Ain't them no back. undoing. That's your whole mama. <laughs> yeah. And get out of here. What about Colin, though? Colin? Right, Colin, too. <laughs> Y'all retarded. That that gum doll. I'll throw Colin like a football. Keep him away from me. Inside joke, y'all. Inside joke. Anybody else got anything, honey? Dee Dee, you we Ask would Sabrina is Colin. Colin with her. Ask Sabrina is Colin with her. He probably in the car. We evacuated him to an adult nursery. <laughs> Within the heat is dumped too long. Wait, go go ahead, Catherine. 
this is Catherine. I, I, I missed your declaration this morning, but I'm going to go back and definitely replay it. I left my phone here while I was at work. I was it on with my phone. But I was just thinking about identity, Chris, and um, remember when I was saying something about uh, God had revealed today we had fast and was on, on, on our um, architectural line that God had revealed to me um, how my mother, I mean, my great-grandmother didn't like her mother, but she loved her, and all the way down to my daughter. And um, uh, I was thinking about that as you were talking about identity, you know, and I just thank God for the adoption of, 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 Christ, of, of Christ because what I'm getting and what I'm seeing God is doing is that my daughter, it's a family, getting on my nerves on this line. What is that? I can hear something. Thank you. But anyway, um, my daughter, um, what I what I see is that is that um, what God is doing in that is that uh, the adoption of of us, you know, that that's part of like it, uh love of His life, you know. And what he's doing is he's, he's um, transforming our, uh, our character, you know, and so that I can share that with my daughter so that her can be broken, you know. Uh, 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 and I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. So identity, the, the connection with that, with identity and the adoption of Christ. You know, I'm, I'm just grateful because, because um, like I was saying, you know, my uh, my daughter loved me, but I didn't think I, I I don't I know that she don't like me, and the same thing with my mom. I love her, but I didn't like her way. Uh, um, my mother loved her mother, you know, took care of it, everything. But I remember her not uh, liking her ways, and on up all the way up to my great. My great-great-grandmother, I can remember them loving their mothers but not liking their ways. But God had gave uh, me uh, the clarity and um, showing me that the, the curse will be broken because of the adoption in him. You know, the, uh, the, the, character that he, the character that he's bringing out in the transformation that it, the curse will be broken right here. So that we not only love each other, can like each other. Absolutely and necessary. I I totally get it. I saw that thing trying to repeat itself in me. I think that may have been the first time I actually went to court without knowing that I was going to court when I made the decision. I don't care what she do, what she don't do. Um, I may not necessarily like her. Um, all the time, but I will do the work to authentically love her. That was really, really important to me. So I, I get it. I get it. And today, I, I like. I, I've always kind of liked her because she's funny, she's smart, she's beautiful, she's charming, she's graceful. But baby, some of them, some of them things that used to occur, I used to be like, Are you seeing me right here, ma'am, 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 for real, ma'am. This is what we doing, yeah. huh? But I'm I'm and grateful funny, to God. Yeah, funny thing, Mona used to always say, "Cat, you you always had the heart to uh, 
tell Mama what you didn't like, you know, because she had a she had a she had a cold stare on her face. So you know, hey, when she looked at us, we 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 better not say the wrong thing or you know right. whatever it was. And on the inside, I just it just couldn't get jiggy. I I knew not to disrespect my mother, but I couldn't get jiggy with that. You know, I was like, oh no, man. So I will find a way to express. You know, to her, to dislike. But um, my, my daughter did the same thing with me. And, you know, just being the person that want to look in the mirror, Lord, what, what is it about me? You know, instead of uh, pointing the finger where it come from, and it was character, you know, the transformation of, of what he's doing in my character. So I just thank him for the adoption, you know, of that. I really do. I really do. Yeah. Good morning, Sister Dion. Hey. Uh, the way y'all sharing right now makes me want to jump in and share uh, the experience that I've had with salvation in my family. I was, I was the first one in my family to get saved. And I could remember, you know, because the way y'all sharing is like, okay, God, he 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 skip a generation and sanctify a younger generation in order to minister to the old, and and I can remember how that, you know, back in the seventies we used to go and and, and get uh, our parents alcohol for them, and, and I had to tell my grandmother. Uh, well, no, I'm not gonna go to the corner store and buy you no 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 Budweiser. She that was a Budweiser, and, and no Winston. She loved them Winston, them cigarettes. And because I was God was working on, he was God had came in and just sanctified me. I got saved, and I was the only one saved in my household. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, and it was an experience. So I just God just the way y'all sharing it it helped me. Oh my God, you know, my, Mama stopped making us go to go to church on Easter when you know we was like ten, twelve, thirteen. You know, so by the time I was uh, sixteen, I done had a whole bunch of worldly experiences. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, you know, but you know, eventually. You know, I think God got them there. You know, I, I'm not saying that they didn't know God. You know what I'm saying? But as far as living holy, I was the first one that God uh, placed in my household. Ooh, I had a small household. My mother didn't have but three children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and she had her mother, you know. And um, my God. It's just powerful, you know what I'm saying? And I, I, I need to uh, be able to receive that, that, that adoption that we receive from Christ, you know, because I'm, 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 I'm that one that, that God is married to, that backslid. Oh, hallelujah. And don't yeah. you know the devil try and use that one against me, but oh, hallelujah. Oh, uh, thank God for the teaching that I received, knowing that God is married to the backslide. Yeah. You know, 
I just had to jump in and share that little piece. You know, well, we got uh, to do. It's always this yeah. to me, your voice, but okay. just, you know, if you don't know nothing else, we have left at you. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been trying to watching the the the, the weather and, and these fires, California on fire again, and uh, uh, I pray for this shit going up. You know. God bless you all this morning. Bless you too. Well, it's eight o'clock. Everybody's gotten everything out as we go ahead and wrap up the call for the day. Um, thank each of you for your participation. Did I miss anything, anyone, anybody? Amen. Well, listen, I love you guys, but I promise he loves you more. I bet that. <laughs> and um, hopefully you will just begin to ask God, um, to begin to open up the eyes of your understanding as it relates to identity. It's really important. Um, His authority will begin to kick in. And listen, you're going to start walking heavy in that thing, honey. (laughs) Amen. So I love you guys. Promise he loves you more. Um, Don't forget to be the Jesus that somebody needs to see, and I'll hear you all in the morning. Amen. Blessings. Bye guys. Bye everyone. Bye. 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 You know what? Don't leave. You know what, Demetriana? <laughs> She's like, I'm oh, good with it. <laughs> <laughs> Love y'all. <laughs> Have a good day, everyone. <laughs> That's so rude. Bye y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so messy. <laughs> Missy.